Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. The Blues are back in action tonight against the Blackhawks. We'll have pregame coverage starting with Alex at 6 o'clock. And Joey will be on that with Alex Ferrario. He will also be on the call with Chris Kerber starting at 7 o'clock. Right here on your home for the Blues, 101 ESPN. Joey Vitale joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joey, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Joey, Joey, Joey. What's up? What's up, boys? crowd goes crazy doing well doing well fellas enjoying this 60 degree day right in the middle of December this is beautiful how are you guys it felt like playoff hockey outside didn't it Joe (laughs) yeah yeah I did Alex and then I realized oh it's not (laughs) (laughs) you saw the Blackhawks in town in the middle of a big ride yeah (laughs) same pretty uh talk about the highs and the lows of the year yeah for sure Joe let's let's talk a little bit about this team because it's kind of the tale of two stories right On, on one hand They've had points in like seven of their last eight games. On the other hand, they have technically lost three straight games. So it's it's almost like a glass half full, glass half empty type of situation. How do you feel about the Blues right now? You know, BK, sure. I mean, that's that's the essence of what's going on. But the reality to me is this, and this is you know simply my opinion, but I think you talk to some of the players, and, and the reality is is the truth that you're happy with your scratch and claw for a point here, point there, but you know, point here, point there is just not good enough right now. I mean, we're, we're approaching January. We're approaching that stretch of the season where pretty soon decisions are needed to get made based off of where you're at in the standings. You know, uh, the St. Louis blues team, uh, for example, I mean, they, they need to go really on like an eight and two run to become relevant. I think right in that mix again. And that's, that's a hard run to go on, especially in the league now with so much parity and it's hard to win hockey games. I'm sitting there, at the morning skate this morning and watching the Chicago Blackhawks take the ice. This is a team in the very, the very bottom of the league. So you think, oh, well, the Blues should get two points here tonight. Well, not so fast. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, a, a team with Taves, who's got the best face-off percentage, I mean, he's a competitive, competitive guy, he's there. You have Patrick Kane. Max Domi's having a great year. You have Seth Jones. You, I mean, they have players, and they have, they have on paper a team that, that is fully capable of winning games. I know they, I think, have gone two and sixteen since the last time the Blues played them and beat them in Chicago. But at the same time, they should not be losing as much as they are. And and they're a team that can bite you, just like they bit the Columbus Blue Jackets the other day. They can bite you at any moment. So my point with all that is, it's 
it's hard to win hockey games in this league. We all know that. So for the Blues to to become more relevant again and be right in that mix where Doug Armstrong starts to think, okay, well maybe we have something here. Let's be a little bit more patient and see what we have. They really early early January, mid January, they need to be looking at uh, the record from here on out. Looking at well, we're a seven two and one or a seven and three. I mean, that's the kind of hay they need to start bailing in order to become right in that mix again. Uh, because if not, uh, that's where I think you look at Doug Armstrong is. Uh, the GM where he has to make a decision moving forward. I mean, I, I think I saw on the uh, stats the other day um, from a reputable website, I mean, the Blues right now, where they stand, it's a 10% chance they're even going to make the playoffs and a 3% chance they even make it to round two. So that's kind of where they're at right now. So in order to change that script, I think something needs to be happening here within the next few weeks for this general manager and for the St. Louis Blues team to really kind of kick it in the gear. Joe, one player that BK T-Bone and I were talking about before the show, and it's always somebody that gets brought up is Ryan O'Reilly. Now he's got the third most goals on the team tied with Vladimir Tarasenko in 10 of them. But Craig Bruby had a pretty interesting comment yesterday after practice talking about how, you know, they just really haven't found combinations for Ryan O'Reilly's line that have stuck, which is why they're trying Shen and Butch David tonight and you know Baruby mentioned David Perron and how they just had so much chemistry together I mean what have you made from Ryan O'Reilly just trying to find that compatible line mate because it feels like they've tried everyone it's been hard and they have tried everyone I was talking to some of the broadcasters this morning about it down at the Enterprise Center and we were kind of saying you know what do you do you know we actually brought up the, the name Josh Levo because they have had success with Josh Levo you know and this is no disrespect to Josh Levo but you know, I don't know if Josh Levo, even when they were having success, you know, a few, three, four weeks ago, I don't know if Doug Armstrong and Craig Ruby thought that, hey, well, Josh Levo, he's going to be our answer for Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, you know, you look at the way Josh Levo plays. I personally love the way he plays, but the way he plays, he's a third, fourth line guy. You know, every time he steps over the red line, it's an automatic chip in and go, which is great when you're kind of that fourth line grinded out style of player. You know, but we are in a top line, you know, with the captain of the team, and with a, a guy that has proven to, to, to build up a ton, ton of points over a season and can score and get assists, he's a great give-and-go pass for O'Reilly. You know, I think you need to find something maybe just a little bit more than a Josh Levo player that can kind of just get there, chip it in, and be really good around the bottom of the net. So I think that, you know, the combination they have right now, uh, the guy I really love alongside Ryan O'Reilly to get him going, to me, I, I still think he could be the fixer for him, is Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, the way he plays a 200-foot game. So those two, and if you look at them just as a pair, they have the ability to shut down other teams' top players, but also he's got a great release, a quick shot, and he's very creative around the net. Uh, he's a physical player there as well, and I think he adapts very well to who he plays with. So I think this is why Craig Berube is really doing his best to try to stay consistent with Buchnevich and O'Reilly together, and, and hopefully after a few more games, if they get a little bit more familiar with each other, maybe we start seeing a little bit more chemistry uh, between those two players. Joe, I was looking into it earlier today. In his last 20 games, Ryan O'Reilly has two even strength assists. And that is as many in that same stretch as Callie Rosen, who has two even strength assists. What do you make of that? Like, I understand that a lot of it is the line mates. And you mentioned Josh Levo, who, like, he, he tries his hardest out there. And I like the brand of hockey that he plays as well. He's not a goal scorer. And so some of it is as simple as just you don't have that guy with you. But what do you make of his lack of assists on the season? Well, number one, you know, he doesn't have as an elite of a shooter on his left side like a David Prawn he's had over the last few seasons. I mean, David Prawn could score goals. That's, that's why he's out there. He's got a great shot. He's deceptive and he's competitive. So they're great give and go teammates. And uh, with David Prawn's shot, that's where he got a lot of his assists from. You know, you look at his line mates now, I think he's been uh, 
I think to be fair, I think a lot of his line mates he had or has had throughout the season, you know, to, to be completely fair, they're more probably like the third, third, fourth line guys, depth guys around the National Hockey League. You know, Brandon Saad, again, I think if Brandon Saad was still playing for the Colorado Avalanche, he, he wouldn't crack the top six. He'd be around that third line. You know, if, uh, if let's just say a Josh Levo, if Josh Levo was playing for the Boston Bruins, He'd be a, he'd be a 13 forward to come subbing in and out on that fourth line by the way he plays. So you have you have third line and depth line guys playing with O'Reilly because right now I think they're they really are missing uh, what what David Perron really brought to that top line last year and having just a a great shooter with Ryan O'Reilly who can play give and go. That's number one and number two. You know Ryan O'Reilly's got his hands full. He, he, every time he's going out, he's going up against the NHL's best. I mean he was in charge of shutting down the Austin Matthews line. A couple nights ago, which did a great job, by the way. Austin Matthews, very quiet in the game. You know, I think he only had the one assist. Uh, Mitch Martin only had one assist. And, of course, Nylander, before he scored in overtime, was very quiet as well. So not only is it the points, but it's, it's what he's doing defensively and how he's really been helping this team out defensively of trying to shut things down. Now, I know the plus-minus hasn't looked very good for Ryan O'Reilly, so you can make the argument, well, well defensively he hasn't very good because look at his plus-minus is not very good across the National Hockey League. But you also have to keep in mind, I think it was eight or nine empty net goals so far that went in so far this season. So that's why that number is a little bit skewed where it's not nearly as bad as it, it may appear to be. So if you ask Craig Berube about you know those points, the two in the last 20, like you said, BK, I promise you that he would go right to, well, it's not always about points. You know, he's doing a ton of away from, away from the, the offensive zone, uh, defending very well. Uh, he's been pretty good on face-offs. And he just has, has the responsibility um, to do all those little intangible things that, that a captain needs to do on the team. Joe, what did you make of practice yesterday, Barubi putting Pareko and Mikola together and then Letty playing with Justin Falk and saying that we need Mikola and Pareko to be the defensive-minded side of things for us? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how it was this morning at the morning skate, too. So it looks like that's how they're going to swing it. You know, Mikola and Pareko both have played together in the past. I actually love them together. I mean, look at their bodies, look how big they are, how much space they take up. You know, if they could be that, that shutdown pair and allow the other groupings to kind of get up in the offense a little bit, especially that Letty and Justin Falk combo, you know, that could be something where if you have Colton Pareko and you have Nico Mikola out there, let's say 25, 26 minutes, if they can eat up half your game and just shut down, you know, then you can allow other, other defensive pairings and the team to kind of go on offense on other different times. You know, I will say with, with Pareko and, and Mikula, respectively, you know, when you look at when they were together, I think that uh, the biggest thing that I noticed out of both of them is that, you know, they'd have one or two good games and then they would fall off. And I think that Mike Van Ryan was kind of quick to uh, get them away from each other again because Nico Mikula maybe was a little bit younger. But I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to find someone who was with Pareko like Jay Bo, Jay Bomeister was a few years ago. I mean, that, that was that shutdown pair and that cup run that was just so underrated. Jay Bomeister to me, and everyone talks about Petrani all the time, but Jay Bomeister, when we lost Jay Bomeister, this team was never the same. They need a steady, just good, responsible guy on that left side that is big, that's smart, takes up a lot of space, and I think they're going to try to keep grooming Nico Mikula in that position. And really the only way to do that is to put him up with those top pair guys like Colton Pareko and ask him to shut down the Patrick King, which he's going to be doing here tonight. Because aside from that, there's really no other way to learn. Joey, we'll get you out of here on this. Joey Vitale is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Uh, you mentioned Pareko. Letty also got some time, it looks like, on the power play unit this morning as well. How do you expect them to divvy up that time with that second unit? 
Well, you know, I was joking with him this morning. He's he's actually got a new stick. He's using Bowers now, so he said he's going to be a shooter tonight. So we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what that looks like. You know, I think that uh, without a doubt, what they're trying to do now without Tory Krug is they're trying to get more shots from the point, and they're just trying to simplify everything. And you can't simplify and just get more shots on net if you don't have the right shooters out there and the guys that are going to be obedient and disciplined enough to actually shoot the puck. You know, we saw Justin Falk's power play goal the other night against Toronto. You know, he was teed up perfectly there from Pavel Buchnevich, and he released it. You know, so much of, I think, what's happening on the power player now is just not shoot the puck enough. And those shots from the outside, they're dangerous. You know, I know that the Robert Thomases and the, the Kairos and the, and the O'Reillys, I know they want those backdoor seams or those little bump down uh, to the goal line and find the guy in the high slot. I mean, those are great A's. I, I get it. But at times, those are just taken away, and teams are getting tighter and tighter as, as the power play goes on where those aren't just, they're not available anymore. So when they're not, I tell you what, a simple shot from the outside, Kale McCarr style, look for a little bit of space, look for a stick, look for something off the end wall. You know, I mean, it's chaos around the net. You know, go back to that Vegas game before, before the Christmas break. It was Petrangelo that shot the puck. He shot it like three feet wide. It hits the yellow dasher, bumps right out. And, of course, I think it was Carlson there right on the backside there. No, actually it was Stevenson. Comes right on the backside there, Chandler Stevenson, just tucks it away in the empty net off just a chaotic shot from the point. They're dangerous shots, and I think that you know Craig Berube is trying to implement that more, allowing Falk, Pareko, Nick Letty, those types of guys that go out there. You have space at the point, look for a little gap, look for a little daylight, and just fish it there, and then having bodies around the net, maybe that's just how you get this power play going, even on a deeper level, but it's been very good lately. Joe, my question is, if Pareko said he's going to be a shooter with the new stick, did he give all of his teammates a heads-up tonight to be on the lookout for those shots? Well, maybe I did say Pareko. It was actually Nick Letty. Oh, okay, Nick Letty was. Okay, that's better then. That's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's that's the one thing. And I know Curbs drives him nuts, too, and a lot of fans. Pareko, shoot, shoot, shoot. And in my mind, I, I'm thinking like a forward. If I'm Braden Shen and I see Pareko, I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, my God. He's duck, duck, hit, duck, duck. away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's. Talk about a skill to shoot the puck from the point through that many bodies and not hit your own teammate. I mean, that, that in itself is a skill. That's what makes it you know, so great when Kale McCarr and the Quinn Hughes of the world can do it. But, you know, when Colton Frakel, when he locks and he gets loaded, you know, it, it is a dangerous thing. So you got you to keep your head up even if you're, not, if you're on his team as well. Hey, Joe, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight down at Enterprise Center. We'll talk with you again next week and have yourself a happy new year. Sounds good. You guys do as well. Great talking to you. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.